Welcome to the AgroCast, the official podcast at agrogamer.com. This is episode 64, and I'm your host, Michael Camacho. And with me, but for some reason missing their pants, Brian Bentley and Ben Win-Win. Win-Win? Oh, oh God. Here we go again. <laughs> what do you need pants for? It's not, like we're on, it's not like we're on video. True. What up, y'all? God damn. That was not me for once. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was very loud. <laughs> I hope people are listening to this at work. <laughs> that shit jumps in. What up, y'all? Everybody's like, what the fuck was that? That's hilarious. That would be funny. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> we know that was what? true, because I know Brian wouldn't do anything. Like that. Well, it's better than me just going and say, penis. True. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if everybody listened to the end of the podcast last time, and heard that full audio from that uh, YouTube clip that that came, that the "Give Me Twinkies or Give Me Death" motherfuckers came from. Uh, he has a new video about the Sony PlayStation Move, kind of funny. So, um, so how has everybody been? It's been two weeks again. Got to apologize to the listeners for that. Um, I was on mid shift last week. I apologize. Well, um, we'll eventually get back to. Every week, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. At some point. You know, maybe after my project ends and... Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> and after I, after I decide that I don't want to work so much... <laughs> yeah, you need the money. Hey, fuck the IRS. I, don't, I wouldn't have to do this if the IRS would give my damn tax return. I mean, you have a house to pay for and dolls to buy? Yes. They're making... Oh, Ben will appreciate this. They're bringing out the Moe Moe Kuhn figure of uh, Mio. Wow, really? Yes. I'm, like, pre-ordered now. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. So. You know, by the time I get to your house, it's going to be nothing but full full of dolls. Wait, it already is. Never mind. Yep. The computer room is. The basement is. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't reached over to the kitchen yet. No. Nope. Stays in the computer room and the basement only. And the living room and his bedroom. Nope. No, nowhere else. Nope. And the bathroom. Nowhere else. And the couple at work. But those usually doubles. So, anyway. So, um, <laughs> Ben, you are currently in another location than normal, so why don't you start off us off with what you've been up to? Um, I am currently in the wonderful land of Las Vegas right now, and I'm out here for a job testing that I did on Wednesday. Um, I did fairly well and just failed one test by 12%, so I have to come back here in April to retake the test and whatnot. Um, other than that, just, uh, emailing all my teachers, letting them know I'm not going to be there for the first two weeks of class because... Uh, after I leave here in Vegas, um, I'll be home for like a good less than 24 hours, and then I'll be hopping off flight over down to Baltimore and driving up with you, Mike, to uh, Boston. Yeah, <laughs> win win. Oh God, <laughs> I'm gonna find. I'm gonna get um, on the podcast. So it just says win win. I'm gonna put it on like repeat. Um, not the podcast, my iPod, 
and as we're pulling into Boston, I'm going to blare that out the windows. The, it's like the win-win tour is going to be hitting, you know, Philadelphia, New York, you know, Boston. Connecticut, Boston. We're going to hit them all. <laughs> so if you happen yeah. to be on that road trip, yeah. you know. Look, keep a lookout for the Xbox. That's right. It says G-Nights are on it. You can't miss it. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, like, I just, I wish my teacher would stop calling me, even though I sent out the email so they wouldn't call me. Be like, oh, you missed the first week of class, and just making sure everything's all right. Yeah, I sent you the email in the first place. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I already told you guys I'm not going to be there for the first two weeks of class. That's crazy. So, and then I had, like, it was, um, what was it, Friday. I've had, like, two, three of my classmates, like, emailing me or calling me. Hey, just let you know you missed the first. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> They're worried about you, Ben, and that's important. Ben, I, apparently they are. I'm like, what the just hell? tell them that you're going out on dates from the win-win contest. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hear you were macking on some ladies down there in Vegas. That's right. I was pretty drunk. Right, the win-win, so. the win-win bus hits fuck. hits the strip. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's be honest here, Ben. Brian and I will both vouch from E3. You don't need to be drunk to be macking on the ladies. <laughs> That's true. That is not an excuse. Okay. So did <laughs> did, uh, did did any of the ladies win win? And <laughs> no and no. <laughs> Damn! At least I got to use the squeaking sound again. Constant. Oh, oh. Yep. Don't worry, ladies. As you heard, nothing happened, so he's still available. Win win. Win win. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you be for a bit, Ben. Brian, what have you been up to? Brian. Right, so if you leave stop the uh, mute mic on, <laughs> apparently no one hears you. Yeah, stop eating for a second and talk. Well, I didn't realize we were going to switch gears quite that fast. But, um, no, I'm, I've been really good, um, just really, really busy at work. Uh, also, been pl- busy playing uh, Final Fantasy 13, but we'll get to that when we're doing what we've been playing. Uh, this weekend, actually, I went up back up to Chicago to uh, see some friends, and uh, we went and saw Great Big C last night, and they were an aw- they were awesome live, like just absolutely awesome. So they're kind of if you guys don't know who Great Big C is, they're kind of a Irish folksy shanty band. Um, Sounds wonderful. They've been. Uh, they said that the, this St. Patrick's Day marks their like seventeenth year together, so they've been together a long time. There, um, not like main, they're not mainstream at all, but they're really good. So and they were really good live, which is can't always say that about every band, but um, it's always a good plus. Yeah, yeah, it made a huge difference. So down at the House of Blues, which was a really cool venue, um, but we were all packed in like sardines. Wow, sounds like fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. That's really about it. All right. Well, as for me, um, kind of had a busy two weeks. Um, working some off shifts the past week, but last weekend we had our 2010 spring goozex.com slash cheapassgamer.com meetup. Um, went great. Uh, once again, I put it together, and we had about 20-plus people show up. 
Um, one other person actually had a Mass Effect 2 hoodie with them. So I was like, awesome. So we were just talking about that. Um, I spent most of the time bashing uh, Bethesda <laughs> and hyping up Bioware, uh, as did the other guy. <laughs> but um, that How'd was good. out for you? Oh, great. After playing Awakenings. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that, okay? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, been trying to get some gaming in, uh, trying to get caught up on podcasts, almost there, only have like three or four more to listen to out of like 20-some at the beginning of last week. Um, caught up on some anime, uh, finally finished the first season of Spice and Wolf. Um, for the anime fans out there, this is an excellent series. It's basically about a merchant who comes across the goddess of harvest, uh, Holo. Um, and she's basically like a wolf, but she takes a human form, but she still has the ears and the tail. But he's trying to help her get north to where she's from originally. And it's kind of like how their relationship grows with each other as well as them. Uh, I should say not as well as them. It's a nice look at economics and the free market. It's not heavy on it, but it's enough to give you a good storyline for the show. And it just shows different situations that they fall into and stuff like that. Um, the character development relationships are great in the show. Everybody seems somewhat original, even on like the NPCs, but the main characters of the show are very well done. Um, voice work is great. Great animation. I definitely recommend the show for anybody who's into anime. Um, other than that, uh, waiting for my 10K badge from Guzex as I hit the 10,000 mark. Uh, I think I talked about that on the last one. You get a badge? Well, for the forums. They said they were going to make one for me since I was the first one to ever hit it. Oh, that's what they say. You know, they're going to give you a nice little sash and you put your badge on there. You're going to wear it around like a girl's. No, 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 no. No, fuck. Yeah, you should totally get a sash. Like, um, And it'll say, like, Miss Guzex 2010. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd rock it. I'm sure you probably would. <laughs> it'll be funny. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, I, everybody who listens to the show, I know you listeners out there just know I have no shame. Okay? Yes. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then they would make a doll of Mike with the sash that you could take it on and off. Yeah, just give me and boobs. And then he would get it and have it on his shelf. Just give me oh, boobs, man. though. Give me boobs. We, That's we, all I ask. We, we could probably make Mike into, like, a girl scout or whatever, and then have the outfit and everything. Yeah. And then have, like, some sort of weird pose that he'll probably like, and, you know, with the sash on and everything. Oh, he'll oh, yeah. probably have that, he'll probably have that, like, in front of his computer all the time. You'd be able to take off his clothes and put them back on, and then there would be interactive clothes that you could purchase online. <laughs> and one, he would be a t-shirt that said, win-win? <laughs> Dude, make the doll. No, it has to come with the win-win shirt standard. It's I'm gonna come. totally get an avatar. I'm gonna put in for Microsoft to make an avatar shirt. Dude, it's too bad you can't make your own shirts on the Rock Band. So when you, because you can pay like what sixty to eighty bucks to have your actual Rock Band avatar made into a statue if you have the PS3 or 360 version. It syncs up with the Rock Band network. It would be so sweet if you could make your own t-shirts on there. <laughs> and have it say win-win. That'd be awesome. Oh. You gotta make those for E3. Dude. Win-win, and on the back just say, ask us about it. 
<laughs> no, it should just say at aggrogamer.com. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ben. Got all quiet. Come back to us. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll just keep moving he on. Up, he? Nah, he's still there. He's just not talking to us. So, um, got a couple comments and some emails from people. I should say an email from someone. Uh, so, on the last Agricast from two weeks ago, um, Duddy, one of our listeners, Duddy, aka Dustin, um, who is kind of like on Guzex, is like my gra- hentai grasshopper in training. <laughs> um, so he kind of told me that I kind of went a little far on the last show. I was told that my squirter comment, <laughs> even in his standards, was a little too far. So I'd like to apologize to anyone that may have been offended. Because um, it had to have been bad if he said something. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, we do have an email from our one of our favorite listeners, Shockman. Um, what? Shockman says, Aloha, gents. Great job as usual. I agree with Brian on Heavy Rain. Great game, but weak voice acting. While I found the game innovative and engaging, the dialogue is terrible. The timing just doesn't work. I feel like I'm watching a sci-fi channel made for TV movie. <laughs> Dino Shark. Yeah. And then he moves on to Activision Infinity Ward. He says, as far as Activision slash Infinity Ward, who cares? Battlefield Bad Company 2 all the way. Fun as ever, guys. Next time you need a fill-in, though, feel free to send me a message. Then he gives this contact info, which he says, please keep off air. <laughs> he's like, he feels like he's missing out when he listens in sometimes. So he says, Aloha, Shockman, PS, win, 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 win. Oh, God. And I'm not joking, that's actually in there. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, normally we'd be classless and just add it, but this time he put it in there, so it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we get into what we've been playing, I do want to say um, we have had our first winners in the um, AgroGamer Twitter contest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. You have some, like, Nate, like, read the question and, like, do we have a couple you can, hmm? you know? Say, like, you know, I think the first one was, what was the last game you beat? Yeah, what was the last game you beat? Um, and... Sorry, I should have had you prepared for this. Yeah, I really didn't. I really don't have what the answer was. <laughs> uh, oh, way to go, Mike. I, sorry, I really wasn't prepared. No, nah, it's my fault. I, I, I sprung it on him. Although I bet th- I had thought about it. <laughs> I honestly didn't even think about it, because... Since we missed last week, I just didn't think about going that far back. Um, I'm sure I can find out quickly enough. <laughs> All right. So before we do that, do you want to do like Ben? What have you been playing? No, I'll I'll at least say what this this week's was for the winner. Okay. Um, basically the guy who won the T-shirt. Um, I had it and I lost it. I apologize. I'm I'm horrible. Oh, okay. Was well, the guy on Twitter, S.L. Bartley? He basically said 
He doesn't specifically remember, but there are photos of him playing Cubert on the 2600 as a baby in a walker. Yes. So, he won the t-shirt. Um, DJ Random won the um, Xbox Live game. It was Basically, I was giving away a PSN or Xbox Live game of our choice. Um, and he basically came up with Moon Patrol, the arcade version. Had to be the late 70s. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, two extreme throwbacks. <laughs> yep. Um, as for the week the week prior, um, one guy was um, Jinro, I believe it was Jinro 84, and he basically said the last game he beat was Army of Two. Um... He won the Blur beta code along with Red Run, who said he beat Battlefield Bad Company 2. And then the main winner was DWB6. And same thing, Bad Company 2 was the last game he beat. Now, for those asking, how do we pick the winners? There's a random number generator. I just put in how many entries we got and hit it, and it brings it up. So That way... If it comes up with people who are listeners of the show or people we know from Pwn, I've got the random number generator. So if it happens, it happens, and it's not like I'm playing favorites. Because there are plenty of people that we know that follow us as well. So I just want to get that disclaimer out there. So that's our Twitter contest. I think we're going to skip it for packs. Um, with everything going on this coming weekend, right. most of us are going to be pretty busy. I think we'll have more stuff for you guys when we get back from PAX. So. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, well, why don't we move into what we've been playing? And since uh, Brian already said Ben, Ben, why don't you start us off? Uh, before I left Vegas, uh, I started to and try to beat Final Fantasy 13 as fast as I could, and yeah, that was not going to happen. But uh, it was a nice, nice little attempt. So. I, I was playing that before I came to Vegas, and then traveling and whatnot, I brought my PSP Go, and then I uh, was playing some Final Fantasy VII, uh, Dissidia, um, no, not Dissidia, uh, Disgaea, um, and uh, Texas on my PSP Go. What? So that's, what? Didn't you play the StarCraft II beta for a bit? Oh, yeah, played that too. <laughs> well, the problem is with the two-week thing, I, I yeah. just forget. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what you didn't forget, Brian. <laughs> well, what I didn't forget is uh, I actually been I was actually able to put a few hours into Lord of the Rings Online before getting into hardcore Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay, well, why don't both of you? Because you guys have both played it. Why don't you both talk about it? What you think of the game? Because I'd like to hear both sides or both of your point of views. I actually think we're both about the same part, right, Ben? Uh, how many hours are you in right now? About thirty. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm at 25 right now, and um, I just yeah, got I, freedom. I, oh, did you really? Yeah. Okay, I so move really slow. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, in a Final yes. Fantasy game, you get to roam around and attack things. Well, I'm just saying, watch <laughs> out for spoilers, basically. Hold on. Yeah, no. Um, I I really, you know, it's you know, as a Final Fantasy fan. Fanboy, um, I 
I absolutely love the game, to be honest with you. Um, I don't care how linear it is, because it's actually, for me anyways, it's a nice chain of pa- uh, cha- change of pace to, uh, you know, to the open world, you know, you can you can choose whatever you want. I, I sort of like the, all right, here you go, here's a, here's a Seth path, you know, and, you know, and just run with it. I'm like, hey, I like it. It's a, I, I really like it a lot. Um, I do like the, um, I like the majority of the characters, but not all of them. Um, I do like the, the leveling system. Well, not really the leveling system that they have, but the, um, what do they call it? I forgot. Crystarium? Yes. I, I, I like that a lot, how, um, how it's like really similar to, um, to how it was in Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that a lot. I got a question for you, Ben, because I don't know how much Brian, I don't know how much you care as much. Um, how's the voice acting in the, in, with the English? Because I've heard the Japanese with all the videos from the Japanese PSN and all. It, I, in my opinion, I think it could have been, it could be better. I think the best voice actor acting they have on there is like uh, Lightning and Vermeil, maybe. Um, Fang, everyone else it could could use a little work. Like so, not up to par of ten, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I thought ten had some pretty good voice acting for for an English voice acting. Oh yeah, uh, ten was pretty good, but you know, I, I thought in this one they had a few voice actors that that did a really good job. There's there's some that there where they're like, uh, could use some work. <laughs> You can say, um, but other than that, it's it's pretty decent. Yeah, what about you, Brian? What do you think about the from somebody who doesn't do a lot of the Japanese side of things as much? Right. Um, I, I guess for me, some of some of the voice acting choices were kind of weak, um, and I kind of figured out why Fang and Vanille why they're why they kind of have these weird Australian accents, and I don't want to spoil why, but. I was just kind of shaking my head more or less, and I, I don't know. I mean, like, in some of the writing, like, I don't know if it was just the localization or or just the fact that, yeah. it, you know, it is Final Fantasy, so you have to get, there is a part of you that has to be like, well, it is going to kind of be emo over dramatic because, well, that's Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that kills me ever since it went... To PS1, not to knock Final Fantasy VII, but ever since then, it's taken that emo tone where the original ones weren't full of that. It had more of a lighthearted at times. Yeah, hey. and that's to be, and it's kind of like one of those things where you kind of you expect the writing to be this way, yeah. and when it is that way, you can't be surprised by that. Yeah. Um. And but I, I will admit that I kind of wish I I would. I would prefer having the voice, Japanese voice acting and just read subtitles. Yeah, so you think that Square Enix basically did themselves wrong by not including that on the PS3 version just because they couldn't do it on the 360, which I think is a shitty excuse in my opinion, but because you're not really taking anything out of the PS3 version, you're basically just porting that over from the Japan. Yeah, I, I don't get their logic there. It just sounds like bullshit to me. Just I will angry, say though like that angry, like uh, angry Xbox uh, 360 fanboys. That's all. Yeah, I think they did it not to piss off Microsoft. They, they, I guess since the bundle went onto the 360. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of that had to do with politics. 
Sorry, to, right. sorry to cut in, cut in like that, Brian. No, 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 no you're fine. You're fine. Um, I, I guess, I, I guess in the end, I don't feel like I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel screwed. I just kind of wish it was there, and I would have had to have at least had a choice. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I don't say feel like I, I'm not missing out because I don't have it. I just, you know, wish I had that opportunity. I haven't played it yet. I won't say I feel screwed. More like slighted for being promised that, and then it being taken out where. You kind of had to ask around. I had to ask around on Twitter to even find out. Because I looked on so many sites, and it wasn't until reviews started popping up that people even started saying, hey, it's not here. <laughs> yeah. So it just, I feel slighted. Like, if Square is going to take it out, be honest with your people and say it. I finally found, like, an older article where they kind of, like, allude to it, but they don't flat out confirm it. Right. It's like, Grow some balls and just tell your your fans. It's like they waited on purpose, saying, "Hey, everybody's already pre-ordered. Now we'll get it out there." The thing is, is they could have said it anyway and said, "Sorry, everyone, because it, we can't get it on the 360. We're not putting it on the PS3." Yeah. And everyone would have been like, "Eh." I mean, yeah, you get it out there early, it? it'll die down by the time the game comes out. But you put it out at release, you're gonna have a lot of people going, "Wait." what the fuck are you talking about, you know? Like, kind of like I was. I was like, I've already pre-ordered this shit for, like, a year. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing in either case, though, it's not like it would have really crimped sales. No, but I think it would have... I don't think it would have crimped sales if you got it out earlier. I maybe it doesn't now, but I think it. a couple people probably... Not a couple, but I'm saying a decent percentage probably were like, well, fuck that. Especially the hardcore um, Japanophiles and stuff. The same ones that feel slighted from Yakuza 3. Uh, I mean, I there's an audience for that, that's my opinion. But Yeah. Ben, I have a question for you. Do you feel like that there was, at least at the beginning, there was a a sense of they were trying to capture new people into the Final Fantasy universe, that there were parts of the beginning where you felt they were not making it easy, but they were helping you along a lot to help introduce new new people to the series. I felt like I was being babied uh, throughout the whole beginning, and with the amount of um, explanations with the battle system and whatnot, yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that, and where they're trying to capture, like, New audience for like the new Final Fantasy uh, generation or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I felt like I'm being, I'm, I had my hand held throughout the whole entire beginning, and I was like, okay, you, you can like go now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was well, wondering I, about that because Brad Shoemaker over at um, Giant Bomb was basically saying he was just hitting the A button for like the first seven eight hours and getting through the game because it felt like it was just eight hours of tutorial. I was wondering about that. They were still dropping tutorials on you into, like, the 10th hour of the That's game. That's ridiculous. Well, but here's the thing. Like, now that I actually have full access to the entire battle system, it's not exactly easy. I agree, I but how, we're all gamers. Feel thin, but, like, I mean, it's it's complicated. Oh, it is. And, you know, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm glad they still gave you tutorial at the 10th hour. Where they they explain you more stuff about what you can uh, what you can can do with the new uh, the new abilities that you have, and you know so so you, you it, it makes the battle 
seems much better, and you know what to do, and then you can do it like almost instantly, knowing yeah. who it. Yeah. Well, here's my question because this is this is actually a concern of mine because I'm one who likes to go back and play role playing games over again when I can. Um, due to this fact that you're saying like the first or people are saying the first eight to ten hours are still a lot of tutorial. Would this really compel you to go back to this game after that? Because you're going to know that they're going to be holding your hand again for another full 8 to 10 hours, and you're going to have to be dealing with this all over again when you go back to it. Is there... The tutorials you can skip. Yeah, you can skip the tutorial. That's not an issue. Can you? It's, yeah. Yeah. It says you would, the tutorial thing comes up and says view tutorial, and then you click okay. down and say skip okay. tutorial. Okay, I'm asking because I'm just going off what people are saying about this game how the first 10 hours are and I was just kind of wondering because I haven't been able to play yet as you guys know I'm reviewing yeah. three titles right now I'm going fucking out of my mind <laughs> oh, I yeah. think, like, oh go ahead Ben you finish no, no, no go ahead no 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 serious oh my god um, somebody go <laughs> no like the first time through yeah you want to read the tutorial because it's of course it is a new battle system and you want to get used to it so you can fully utilize it or whatnot. If you're gonna play it again, yeah, you can just skip the tutorial. That's not a problem. You already know what you're gonna do. Just so just skip it. If you're gonna complain about it that, that you have to go through the tutorial even at the tenth hour, then um boo hoo, wah wah, I, who cares? Because if you if you if you don't want to fully utilize it and you just want to grind throughout the whole entire game, be my guest. And that, that that's all I gotta say about that. So Yeah. Well. I, I'd be fine with just skipping the tutorials if I decide to play it again. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm asking. I just want to know for those who are looking at replayability. Because like me, I'm going back and playing some old JRPGs a lot. Or regular RPGs, period. All the time. Because it's always nice to visit games that you... Revisit games that you love. Yeah, yeah like like I am with Final Fantasy VII. I, like, I forgot some of the stuff that's in the game. So like I'm actually going through the tutorial again. <laughs> in that one, so you know, it's good to have the tutorial just in case you haven't played in a while. It's always good to ha to have it there. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven. I will never forget the time I was like, "There's no fuck, fuck this game." Oh, spoilers! Oh, get off! Screw spoilers! If it's thirteen years later, fuck spoilers! I don't give a shit. If you haven't played Final Fantasy Seven by now, that's your fucking problem. I I, I couldn't get past the first disc. No, the, when Eris died, I was just blown. I was like, what? No, 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 fuck that, no. <laughs> it was probably one of the first games that actually made me sit there and go, fuck, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I spent probably two hours trying to figure out how to get her materia that dropped in the pond that you can never get, but I still spent two hours trying to see if there's a way to get it. You're not, you're not the only one. Like, I know, this is material. before, like, the main thing where you can look up on the internet to find out, you know, this stuff. And I'm like, no! Well, I want that to at least give me the material. That's bullshit! You, and uh, the, funny part, the funny part is, like, uh, in 7, she had a, a, a level 4 limit break. And you're like, wait, how am I supposed to level her up that high where she gets that limit break? I know, that game, oh. And I, I romanced her, did the whole date thing, and then she dies. Fuck you, Square! <laughs> I was so pissed back break. then. Oh my god. Go play Final Fantasy VII. It's ten bucks on <laughs> nah, PSN. That sounds like... I, I have the discs. I just... <laughs> 
I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. This sucks. And that was it. Final Fantasy VII was a very good and solid game. Final Fantasy VI was, of course, better. But Final Fantasy VII was still a very good and solid game. Final Fantasy VIII? Worst game ever. Period. No, worst, no, worst, no, worst fucking worst Final Fantasy game. Fun. Final Fantasy was great. You want to talk about a game? I didn't make it that far. I was like two hours into the second disc, and I was like, I'm done. I can't take this emo piece of trash anymore. Oh, so great. Like seriously, if Squall doesn't fucking crack a smile, I'm gonna fucking stab myself. Like <laughs> this dude is so fucking annoying. <laughs> Like, people don't like Renoa. I thought Renoa was okay, but the magic system, the drawing shit... Oh, I like drawing. Oh, my God! I was like, this is just... This is adding time to a game just to say it's longer than it really is. Oh, see, for me, it was... It played, like, right into, like, my play style. Sometimes it bothers me now in 13, because, you know, you get your score, and everything is based on how fast you can beat it. And, like, how efficient you are. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to move this fast. I just want to plan things out and be strategic. No, fuck Final Fantasy VIII. And I will say that to my deathbed. Fuck Final Fantasy VIII. Had some of the great C- greatest CG sequences, like the whole dancing bit. The whole ballroom dancing bit was yeah. awesome. But other than that, that game was fucking awful. Ah, <laughs> oh, I it was great. No, it was horrible. You loved it. You didn't. You, you don't even can a minute. Ben knows. Ben understands. That was horrible. Um. Anyway. Oh, so you've been playing anything stuff. else besides Final Fantasy Thirteen? <laughs> um. I, I played some Plants vs Zombies. On iPhone or just Steam? On Steam. Okay. Oh, that's right. You have a BlackBerry. Sorry. Yeah. No. I. I just. Man. <laughs> Started playing some Base Breaker Endless. It's just man, that's just a fun game to go back to. Which one? Plants vs Zombies. Oh, oh, the the Base Breaker part of it. Oh, I thought you said Face Breaker. I was like, you played that game? I feel sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no that's really about it. All right. Well, I've played quite a bit in the last two weeks. Um, typical WoW. I got up to level seventy-two. Um, I got a very interesting story. <laughs> So I was on my hunter alternate, and <laughs> one of the one of the guys or girls in the guild was like, um, muffin cakes was like, some dude just offered me a hundred gold to have sex with him at the inn in Stormwind. I'm like, we're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, seriously, he said, just take off your clothes, I'll take off mine, and he's literally the person's like. He's literally just hitting the sit button constantly and going up and down. So we all run to the end to check it out. <laughs> so we're all like, we got to see who this dude is. So we all run in there, and it's me and another guy, and the guy kind of stops and walks away. The guy starts fucking whispering to me. <laughs> He's Aww. like, 100 gold for I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even answering. I'm just at the guild going, dude, get him away from me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't take this shit. The guy opts it to 200 gold. Everybody in the guild's like, fucking do it! I'm like, no! <laughs> I was like, if I won't sleep even with a female character in Mass Effect 2 or Dragon Age Origins with a guy, I'm not gonna do it in WoW! <laughs> it was, I won't lie though, 200 gold in WoW is quite a bit. <laughs> Just to have some guys, I could probably walk away. And, but the one person said, he was like whispering to me, like, oh, how do you like that? Is that I was like, I don't wanna deal with that. That's too awkward. And I was like, this is not a role playing server. <laughs> Yeah. So I was tr- I just walked away and I was trying to go to the auction house. Now the guy's like stalking me to the auction house and keeps whispering. I said fuck it, so I switched characters. 
That's... Uh. <laughs> it's just a funny story. It was very awkward, but kind of funny looking back on it. And I was like, oh my god. So I waited until yeah, the guy... Mm. That's, I, that's not the first time I've heard that, I've heard that but... Yeah. Wow. To have that happen to you, I'm, I'm hey. actually laughing oh, right now. My thing in is... Inside. If I had done that, who knows if this guy's taking video of screenshots and who where it shows up. I don't want my fucking tune up on some website. Well, involved well not only is that, but your guildies too, because if your guildies is trying to push you push you towards it, oh, someone someone's probably got frap and frapping it. Yeah, so I was like, fuck that. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> I don't wanna stay away from that. So I just signed on to my main character and watched and waited for the guy to leave town. I came back with my alt and did what I had to do at the warehouse. So it's just kind of funny. Um, Ion, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but god damn, levels 1 through 10 got even easier than before. I got my rogue to level 10 within 3 hours of playtime. Where I think, what had it been before? It took us 4 to 6. Hours? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's now took me 4 to ten, four hours. Or 3 hours. <laughs> like, they made the game a bit easier. Um, So just proof that they're trying to make it a little more friendly to newer people um kind of messing around um unlike before where ben will agree and our our old podcast probably said that it's a grind after you hit level like 12 or 13 i got to level 14 or 15 with my warrior pretty quick it's a lot easier than it was before they've upped the experience you get from quests from monsters they've made the monsters a little easier to kill just basically, I like the fact that they're still working on the game and, ma- and balancing issues from where on the in Korea it's more of like a hardcore grind element, and they're taking the game and balancing it for a Western crowd and for what they want. So it's it's kind of cool in that way. Um, so I put in some time to Ion, and because I have a, a meeting, well Ben and I both have a meeting with Perfect World at PAX East. I decided I'd get in some time with that game, and I got myself up to level 22. Um, the game's cool if you're looking for a free MMO. Um, out of all the ones I've played, I'd have to say Perfect World's probably the best one. It's completely free, and if you want to do more, like, I decided to check out the microtransactions so I have some knowledge when I go to PAX East. So I checked it out, put a, put some money towards it to see what it could get me once I have the money in there. Um... I like the fact that the game's like, you can't buy right away, so you have to wait till you're level 10 mm. to even do microtransactions. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I did the microtransactions, got my character a schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> you know it. Um, <laughs> just shaking my head on this one. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just not saying anything. <laughs> it's awesome. That's all I gotta say. Um... As well as, the cool thing is, if you're willing to spend the money, you can level faster. I got this thing that gives me, like, 12 times the amount of XP for an hour by killing things. And the cool thing is, unlike WoW or Ion, where you have these things that may give you more XP for that hour, you can actually pause it when you're like, okay, I'm done killing, i got to go turn in this quest. So you put it on pause. Mm-hmm. And there's three hours of normal XP, which starts running while you pause it. And then you have a 20-hour cooldown period where you get, like, 50% of XP, but that works as well when you're logged off. So, basically, you grind for an hour, you can play for another three hours of game time, um, get normal, and then you can just say, hey, I'm going to log off 
till tomorrow and come back at the same time. So it's basically four hours and then 20 hours cooldown for this till you get back to your regular XP. Then you can buy the stuff again if you want to grind 12 times. or It's like three times, five times, or 12 times, something like that. Depends on how many of these stones you buy with your um, Zen that you purchase. So it's kind of cool if you actually plan on putting time in. I figured I'd try it out, and it actually works really quick. I think I went from level 10 to 19 in an hour. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's basically... I like that, because it's kind of one of those games where it's free, but if you want to give them money through microtransactions, it's kind of like a reward. You pay for it, and you can level faster. Um, I didn't buy a mount, because it was way too much money. Um, I got wings for my character, which is cool, so I could fly instead of um, um, just walking or running around. The cool thing about Perfect World, you have a double jump, and you jump high as shit. I mean, you can literally climb mountains just by jumping. Wow. Okay. And you don't take damage from falling too far. It's actually a cool game for being free. I highly recommend it for anybody who doesn't want to spend $15 a month, but maybe every once in a while you want to throw some money down to make your character look different. Um, or get wings or a mount. I mean, it's really a cool game, and I highly suggest it. Um, I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, other than MMOs, uh, played Dragon Age Origins Awakening Expansion Pack. Oh, it's a mouthful. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, no, that's not really. <laughs> oh, it is. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, everybody knows I was big on Dragon Age Origins. I loved it. I put in 37 hours into that game, had a blast creating my character, developing um, relationships with the people that you're with. Not as deep as Mass Effect 2. Um, the choices weren't as deep as I, as Mass Effect 2, but it was still a great game. So I got in the expansion pack after I bought Battlefield Bad Company 2. I got a $20 coupon for credit, so I was like, fuck it. I put it towards it. I paid 17 bucks for the expansion. So... You'll get 20 to 30 hours of playtime in this, depending if you do everything. I didn't, and I wish I had. Because as you get towards the end of the game, you have to make some tough decisions, kind of like Mass Effect 2. To the point where I was like, shit, what do I do? I was in like the Goose X chat room going, what the fuck do I do? I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> I don't know who, who, who do I... Oh, shit, who do I let die or hopefully pray that they live? I'm like, oh, God. Like, it was cool, like, but the new characters are cool. Some of them don't have that much personality, though. For the most, most of the characters are cool. There's one or two that are kind of like throwaways. I was like, I don't fucking give a shit about you. <laughs> so, um, only one person from Dragon Age Origins is in your party in the second one. I mean, in this expansion. That was kind of a bummer, and I didn't like the fact that, um... The person who I romanced in the first one, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to say who it is, didn't show up in this one, and it wasn't even mentioned till the end when they were showing some text on what happens after. The expansion's over. I was kind of disappointed in that. I would think that whoever you romanced, if, you, if it was possible, depending on what happened at the outcome of the last game, they'd be one of the ones in your party. A little disappointed in that, um, but the conversations that you're 
party has while you're walking around are just as good as in the first one. They do replay from time to time, but I'd find myself about to enter a new area, and I'd stop just so I could listen to them. And some of them are pretty damn funny. (laughs) Again, I don't like to give away things, but just because of the spoiler aspect, but you can take people into your party, or just like before, you could be like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. Like, so there's different things that can happen and how the story plays out. It's actually a really interesting story, in my opinion. And I don't know if there's a level cap. I made it to, like, level 31 or 32. I was kind of shocked. I thought maybe they'd put five or ten levels on there. But I made it to 31 or 32, so I don't know what the cap goes to. Um, There are some glitches and problems, though. This is Bioware? A- Problems? <gasps> yeah, this is one of the things. One of the things that the Guzex meet that I was saying earlier, I was really hyping them up, and maybe it's just because the expansion is not the main one of the main teams working on it. I don't know how it goes, but it seems like maybe they were even rushed by EA since they're now the parent company of Bioware since Mass Effect One came out when they took over. But it just it's not polished, and there's some things that were not finished. Um, at one point, one of the girls was talking. That eventually joined my party, but like spikes shot up out of her hand for a second as she was moving her while she was talking. I was like, because I was like, we're not really paying attention. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, was those spikes coming out of her fists? <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Um, another part, I went into this little area, and the map was the mini map up in the screen instead of showing you the path and all. It was completely just a black circle with like a gray triangle going outwards that showed which way you were facing. They didn't even finish the mini-map for this area. Um, also, at a part where I went up onto basically a city walls, I was up on top, and there was these enemies at the bottom, that all of a sudden I went into battle mode, and they didn't see me at all, but I saw them, and it wouldn't let me target anyone. And I couldn't select the door to get down, so I had to reload an hour's worth of gameplay. Ooh. And go. Th- Luckily, by that point, I knew what I had to do, so it was like 30 minutes worth to get back. But it's still an hour of my time I lost because I couldn't select the door that I needed to get back down from. That was kind of annoying. It was just. It felt like this was a rush product in some aspects. None of it was really a big hindrance to the overall experience. This is definitely a must-play for anybody who loved Dragon Age Origins. Could it be better? Yes. It could be more polished, more sound, but it's not. But if you can get it, I mean, it's $40 for 20 to 30 hours of gameplay. If you think about it, you're spending $60 on a God of War where it's like nine hours. So I have to, I have to recommend it for those who like Dragon Age Origins. Um, the cool thing about this, if you're not on PC but consoles, this and you buy the disc, you can play it standalone. You don't need Dragon Age Origins. Hmm. So if you're like, well, this is cheaper, I want to try this out first, you can. <laughs> and unless you do the download on Xbox Live or PSN, then you have to have the disc. Same with PC, you have to have the disc. I mean, the original game for PC. Um... What else was I going to say? There's one more thing I was going to say about the game. Um, God damn it. I forgot. 
Maybe I should stop drinking this beer. <laughs> which is, oh, which I didn't mention in the intro. Is anyone wondering what I'm drinking? It's a Colossus from Duclaw Brewing Company. 21% alcohol. <laughs> uh, brewed with coriander, orange peel, cinnamon, apple, and honey. At first it was extremely sweet and I was like taken aback by it, but it's actually pretty good. Gotta recommend it if you're in Maryland. Um, so yeah, that's Dragon Age. It's definitely worth looking into. Oh, here's the thing I was going to tell you. Um, if you have the DLC for the original Origins, play that before going into Awakening. I didn't realize after playing Awakening I couldn't go back to it with my character. Once you import your character, that's it. <laughs> so I have $5 worth of DLC I can't play. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd read about that before. Uh, other than that, I'm playing a game, Fragile Dreams for the Wii. Um, a slower-paced game, not a long game. It's about 12 hours. Um, RPG elements. It's kind of cool. The flashlight mechanics and all as you're walking around. It's not all you use to battle people. You actually have like a stick, a sword, stuff similar to that. Um, unfortunately, that can break. Really. Uh, I've been reading, and people say it can break. I'm two, two and a half hours in there. Nothing's broken on me yet, so I probably just jinxed myself. <laughs> but oh, Good job, Mike. Good job. Yeah. Uh, my arms are getting tired from holding it like a flashlight. I don't know if it's the way my sensor bar is set up on the TV, but it just felt like I had to hold it up. Even when I sat it down, sometimes it wouldn't fully register. Um, cool game so far. I like the story. Um... Here's a knock towards Final Fantasy XIII, got to take the shot. Here's a Wii game that can manage to put Japanese and English voice acting into it on a Wii disc, and Final Fantasy XIII on a fucking Blu-ray couldn't manage to keep the Japanese voice acting in it. There's a problem there. <laughs> um, in Fragile Dreams, though, there's something cool. You have this thing called... Um, I think it's called a PF pack or something. It's like this personal frame. You walk around with it. It's like got this female voice and it's talking to you, but it talks like it's a real person. And it'll tell you, be careful in this area. Hey, this key has a 75% chance of being the right key to open this door. But it's like you're talking about certain things and it sounds like this PF pack is getting like jealous. And it's like, hmm. you don't, you don't need her. You have me. <laughs> but it's kind of funny the way the dialogue goes. It's not like a creepy way. It's just kind of funny the way the interaction is. And I, I kind of like the game. We'll see how I feel by the end. Um, because it, it feels like a a very sad style anime. Because um, it's kind of like everybody in the world's kind of disappeared. Um, but you meet this, like, silver-haired girl. I'm not even going to give away a name. Um, and now you're like, oh, crap, I could touch her. She wasn't just, like, a a mysterious figure that disappeared when I came close. So you're trying to find her because it's somebody else that's alive. So it's kind of cool how you're trying to work out what's going on in the world, plus trying to find this person that's kind of like you, stuck alone in this world where everybody else is kind of passed on. So it's very Japanese. It's a very cool game so far. I I can't wait to keep going with it. Look for my review on that before we head out the packs, hopefully. 
Um, and the only other thing I've been playing is Sweek It In for my PSP Go. Always go back to the classics. Great game. But I don't need to get into that one. I mean, that's from PS1 days. <laughs> so, Ben, why don't you give us your bargain bin pick? Oh, well, uh, my bargain bin pick for the week is someone from Gamefly.com. So if you have a membership, of course, you're going to get the whatever percentage off, depending on how long you have your membership for. Uh, my pick is the Beatles Rock Band. It's going for $25.19. So definitely go and pick it up if you're a Beatles fan or a Rock Band fan in general. It's how much? $25.19. Not bad. Hmm. I just had a $5 off coupon, but I used it on CrossEdge for the PS3 instead. So, there you guys go. There you go, folks. And on the DL with Brian. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, today, we're going to go with, on the Xbox 360 Arcade, we're going to go with Perfect Dark. Uh, what? Yeah, I knew uh, Mike would be kind of excited about it. Hell yeah, that's one of the best uh, ones It ever. is 800 points, which is $10. And um, or whatever their funny conversion to real money is, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a classic. Definitely is. I have to say, there are only five good games for the Nintendo 64, and this is one of them. Okay, now I'm curious to hear what the other four are. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, no. Golden Eye. Ocarina of Time. Bomberman 64. Um, nothing better. I mean. Bomberman 64 was a game four of us were playing together and getting so loud with that they called the uh, security police on us in the Air Force because <laughs> we are making so much noise. <laughs> um, the other one was WCW versus NWO World Tour. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. We used to actually go home for lunch in the Air Force, and we'd be there for two, two and a half hours and finally head back to work. <laughs> we spent most of the time playing that game during lunch. Um, and the other one was, the next one after WCW NWO was when WWE got the license was WrestleMania 2000, because you actually fully create characters instead of just changing the look of the current ones. Right. So, no, there ain't no fucking Zelda games on my top five, please. No, not great at time, it's definitely on there. Not since Super Nintendo. It's okay to admit it, that you loved it. No, it looked like shit. <laughs> It was on N64. There wasn't really anything that looked that great. GoldenEye and Perfect Dark looked fine to me. Um, I think maybe you should go back and take a look. I'll play them again. Let's go. Oh, God. They need... Do I have to put you two in a corner? <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, like, they do not hold up that well. They do. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, what's the Netflix... Place? I just like pissing off Zelda fans, so... Um... Netflix picks. All right, this is going to be a controversial one because if you are a politically correct person, stop fucking listening right now. But then again, if you listen to this podcast, you can't be. Um, it is the comedy special of Lisa Lampanelli. Take it like a man. Uh, Nicola and I actually watched this over the past two days. Half of it one day, half of it the other. The, she is one of the most offensive comics, but funny as shit. I am not going to repeat any of her comedy on here for fear is probably worse than anything I've ever said. She talks about every race, every sexual orientation, whether you're young or old. 
she goes at it, and she doesn't care. If you're in the crowd, you're getting made fun of. Nice. Uh, oh, she's fucking great. You gotta see it. If you you've probably seen her, or anybody who's watched the Comedy Central roasts, she tends to show up on those. Um, wasn't she in the um, which one was it? The last one she was in. Um, what's up? She was in the William Shatner one. She oh, was in the I, I, one. I didn't watch that one. I think I saw the uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I didn't see that one. But she's a heavier white woman who they're always making jokes about her being with black guys. Yeah. The roast. That's and cool. trust me, she is she talks about that a lot. <laughs> um hilarious. It's about an hour long. You gotta watch it. If you don't give a shit and you're not politically correct and you say, Fuck all the politically correct people, we're just gonna have fun and laugh at ourselves. Watch that shit. So great show. Awesome. I mean, great special. You just got to see it. So that's my Netflix picks for the week. So we're going to jump into topic discussions. Um, we've got three this week. First one is from an article I wrote earlier this week that, um, well, in the last two weeks, that generated some interesting feedback on the site. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 DLC was confirmed with pricing. And the contents. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Activision has called the new Modern Warfare 2 DLC the stimulus package, where you spend $15 to stimulate their wallets. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you spend $15 for three new maps and two recycled maps from Call of Duty 4. Um, basically, the new maps are called Storm, Salvage, and Bailout, while they brought in Crash and Overgrown from... Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Crash cool, overgrown? Really, that one fucking sucks. You're basically... You actually spent the money on this? Fuck no. Oh, I'll just check. I already got rid of Modern Warfare 2. I'm back at Call of Duty 4. Where oh, I can fuck. play Crash and Overgrown for free. <laughs> now, there's some points in the article I brought up, which was basically... When Call of Duty 4 brought out their first map pack, it was four maps for $10. All new, nothing recycled from other games. It was $10 or 800 Microsoft points. Basically, you had four brand new maps. Now they're saying, here's three new maps and two recycled that they just graphically enhanced a little. Changed nothing to them for $15. So basically, you're paying $15 for three new maps. Because honestly, I don't consider those two maps... Worth five bucks. So, because you can play them for free if you're smart enough to still own Call of Duty 4. <laughs> and some people did not like that. I basically got a... Modern Warfare 2 is great, so fuck off, bitches. <laughs> oh, balls, can't you ruddy Jews give this game a break? These mates got fired. I didn't know I was Jewish. <laughs> Even somebody, one of our Pwn friends, Ace, basically said that World at War got three maps for ten bucks, so fifteen dollars for five isn't too bad. Ace, I know you listen to this podcast, but I gotta say, jump off the bandwagon, please. <laughs> You're not getting um, five maps for fifteen dollars. You're getting three maps for fifteen dollars and two that you can go play on another game without paying for. 
I don't know. I, I just think Activision, to call this a stimulus package, which is usually meant to help stimulate the consumer, <laughs> it's kind of like a, like I said, a kick in the nuts. It's like, hey, we're going to have to pay for all this lawsuit nonsense with the two guys we just fired, so we're going to charge you 15 fucking dollars. Well, it, it just makes no sense why they want to give you two maps that you can play for free on the first Modern Warfare and then give you three new ones yeah, for 15 bucks. Well, this is Activision. you got to remember, this is the same company that said, we don't want to put out anything that we can't push out, yeah, push out on an annual basis. They don't give a shit. They want money. And unfortunately, I'm going to say this, we as gamers have allowed this to happen. We keep paying for DLC that is... Ten dollars, so they're gonna push it to fifteen. If we keep paying fifteen, they're gonna keep putting it out for fifteen. Then some company's gonna say, "Well, they paid for fi- they paid fifteen dollars for three maps plus two recycled, so let's put out four new maps for twenty dollars and give them two recycled." And you're just gonna keep getting this where they push it up a little more, with not really giving you much more incentive, till people just say, "Fuck you, I'm not paying anymore." Well, that's the thing, though, like. You know, everyone will say, you know, screw you, I'm not paying for this, but yet people will still pay for it anyways. Yep. It's it's like, you know, the whole boycotting Modern Warfare 2 or something like that for the PC because they had no dedicated server, yet people still bought the game and played it. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best pictures ever because as much as I agreed with their boycott and all, to see all those people in that group, Steam group, that said, boycott Modern Warfare 2, yet, like, all of them were playing Modern Warfare 2. It was like, dude, really? Are you fucking retarded? It's it's just, we as gamers are either, one, the people that, you know, that understands it, or doesn't understand it, are not great consumers, doesn't think great consumer base anyways, because they're like, oh, you know, bubble, this is BS, BS, oh, I'm going to buy it. Well, we had some interesting comments other than the ones that went against me. Um, I think some. Pretty much everyone. No. (laughs) There's only a few that went against. A lot of people came and kind of backed me up on what I said. Shockman, um, who wrote us a letter that I read earlier, basically said while this game had good promise, a lot of what's wrong with it is the result of bad decisions and lack of attention. No dedicated service for PC, and the glitches found across all platforms have killed this game for many. This game started with solid ideas, but the end result fails. Um, Snappy says, If anything, I won't buy these maps just to protest active greed firing these devs. Um, Borico Storm says, No spec op maps? This is a blatant attempt to cash in before they lose the franchise in court. How many bugs will be in this one, too? Battlefield Bad Company 2 all the way. <laughs> Anonymous commentator says, Agreed, but the name is clever. Instead of giving money to us gamers who need it most, they want us to give money to their CEOs who have been killing their companies. <laughs> um, and finally, Red Run says, Modern Warfare 2 is a spectacular game. From day of release, the game resided in the disc tray of my Xbox 360 for many weeks. What had changed all this happens to become... All this... or oh, what changed all this happens to become like the next Halo 3, a hardcore game plagued with racist 12-year-old cheaters, modders, and glitchers. Setting the price point to $15 for these five maps in the map pack with no new game modes to boot, 
is an insult to the hardcore gamers who want a good reason to stay on. I mean, it's nice to hear the... It's funny to hear the people besides Ace. Ace actually at least said some legitimate points. But the other two comments that went against it was either fuck you bitches or you ruddy Jews. Like, it just shows who's paying for this are the freaking idiot, ignorant bastards who would prefer to insult those who don't agree with them than actually come up with actual, like, points. Like, the people who were all against the stimulus package. I mean, Activision has some real suckers out there that'll keep paying the $15. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. Speak with your wallet instead of giving them reason to speak with theirs. That's all I have to say. It's time to wake up, people, and look at look at bio. Here's an example: Bioware and even Bethesda. Bioware putting out DLC you can buy five, ten dollars, but you have actual content that lasts a good bit of time. Bethesda puts out content at $10 each one, but give you, what, 5 to 10 hours of playtime each time? I'm not a fan of their games, because I think they're clunky and glitchy, but they give you reason to buy their DLC. You're getting good content for it. I mean, Activision is basically telling you guys they don't care about you, they just want your money. you got to wake up and stop giving it to them. EA used to be the bad guy. Activision has now killed EA's old um, mottos. And Activision is making EA look good right now. Well, EA's look good for a while. They at least try new things, but Activision basically said, oh, EA used to be the bad guy? We're going to be the evil villain. <laughs> yeah. I mean... not going to be outdone by that. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so that's basically the Modern Warfare 2 DLC discussion. Um, PAX East is coming up. Um, Brian's not going to make it out there, but Ben and I will. Um, we'll be going out, hanging out with people from BitMob. Um, I think Adele and Rich are both going to be there, so we're going to hang out with them. Um, you guys remember them from Gametopia. Um, we're going to hang out with the Average Joe Gamer guys. Got to say what's up to them. Can't wait to get out there and hang out. Um, I've met that Eric. Yeah, I've met Eric. I haven't met the other ones. And Ben, I know you haven't met anybody yet, so that'll be good. What? I don't know. It just sounded funny. Like, oh, sorry. I, well, well he hasn't... Ben, I know you haven't met anybody, but... No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you fucking know it. Don't be an ass. That's my job. <laughs> oh, no, because we were just, you know, the... You know, if we weren't there and stuff like that, you oh. know. Yeah, I think Brian's just jealous. Good old days. But, um, let's see, um, Guzex guys are holding a little breakfast meetup at a Dunkin' Donuts, so we'll be hanging out with them, and a bunch of Guzex traders will be there, too. Um, I was surprised at how many people at the Guzex CAG meet are going to PAX East. <laughs> um, there's a Pokemon bar crawl Thursday night. I'm Whoops. just. I heard bar crawl and I was like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> Look, I'm down. Uh, fuck, pokey, pokey, what? <laughs> bar? Okay. <laughs> um, SFX360.com is holding the Gamers Gone Wild party. Definitely hitting that up. Sounds like it's gonna be a good one. 
Other than that, Ben's got a lot of appointments. I've got some decent appointments. Um, we're going to be seeing stuff like Alienware, Triton, Perfect World International, Alpha Protocol, stuff like that. So hopefully we'll also be picking up a lot of swag like we hope. And we'll be pushing it back out during our Friday contest. So, But there won't be anything this week, right? No. Um, there won't be a Twitter contest this week. We'll be at PAX too busy dealing with other things. And I'm the one who has all the swag. So, <laughs> i got a lot of stuff still to give away. i got some Rogue Warrior, I'm sorry, um, shirts. I have some Rogue Warrior, I'm sorry. That game was awful. But the shirts aren't too bad. <laughs> Um, but when I give away the Rogue Warrior shirts, I'm going to have to ask if people are 18 and up, because it says fuck on the front. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see about that. Um, I do have some Wii Frisbees I still have to give away. <laughs> um, so, that's that. Look for us at PAX East. Um, Ben will be wearing shirt.woot.com shirts. I'll be wearing are they, shirt. Are they going to be there at the? Uh, I don't know, but I Ben just so. a free shirt always. Ben just there. bought a bunch of shirts from there, so yeah. Some I owned. I was like, "Hey, stop raiding my closet." <laughs> but I, I was on. A, I was just on a spending spree. I was like, "Oh, whatever," and just started buying <laughs> yeah. shirts. So was, eh. I'll be rocking some shirts from DesignedByHumans.com. So pretty sweet ones too. <laughs> so. Um, let's see. So why don't we get to our topic of discussion we didn't make it to the last time. Um, we were going to discuss is spring the new fall. Um, as anybody who follows release dates, you have to know that there's a shit ton of games in the past couple years that are coming out early in the year, right around spring, if not right before. Um, last year saw games like Street Fighter 4, Resident Evil 5 come out. Um, this year we've already had Final Fantasy 13, God of War 3, Resonance of Fate, Yakuza 3, Bioshock 2, Dante's Inferno. Even before that at the beginning of the year was Bayonetta, Darksiders, Mass Effect 2. So... Is springtime, or right around, or right before spring, the new fall for the gaming industry? It seems um, companies are starting to notice that selling your game in November is not the best idea. Push it out when the market is less saturated, but unfortunately it's starting to become just as saturated. But it seems like companies are willing to take that risk of pushing their game to the beginning of a year, not at the end, for the Christmas sales. Um, who wants to take the first crack at this and give your opinion on the subject? I will. Okay. I'll go first. Um, I think what I think companies are finally realizing, I mean, you, I mean, you, you're probably going to go more on the oversaturation point. I'm going to go from a business standpoint. I think they're finally realizing that the average age of your gamer is between 30 and 35 years old, meaning these individuals are no longer waiting for their parents to, for the one time a year when they're likely to buy a video game for them, Christmas, 
is no longer applies and that these people have their own you know disposable income that they can that they are going to spend 12 months out of the year and not just during these two or three months at the end you know so no longer are companies relying upon this magical second quarter that has christmas in it and the beginning of the third quarter where they're hoping their game has some legs to basically make their entire yearly budget in the black. You know, they're realizing that if we make, you know, three solid titles, we could put one during Christmas time, you know, one during quarter three, which is the first quarter of the year, like first, like three months of the calendar year, you know, and then either one at the first quarter or one in the last quarter and have a better opportunity to not only sell more units, but have DLC that could then be be sold for to extend the life of the game and sell more copies. Um, and with DLC, a lot of times that is keeping games in people's pockets and they're not being resold. Yeah. So from a business standpoint, they're finally like, oh, shit, there's all this money out here that we're not getting because we're being like we're still living on a you know, in the same business processes that we've been using since 1995. Probably um, earlier than that, though. Probably 80s. But you know what I'm, you know, I just, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're saying, okay, well, obviously we should get with the times and, like, tap into all this money that's just sitting out here, you know, and I think the, it's funny that they're finally catching up to this now, and soon enough they'll finally catch up to the fact that, not every gamer is, you know, some loser guy with no that has no chance of ever kissing a girl sitting in his mother's basement. Yeah. Um, that a lot of now are either men or women who have full-time jobs, have significant others or or spouses, and have families of their own that are the ones that are teaching their children to play video games. And when they finally realize that their demographic is not this very small sect of people, then, you know, I think we'll see another shift in, in business practice. But for right now, you know, we should just be happy with the fact that they figured out that we all have full-time jobs and we're going to be spending the money and we're willing to pay it year-round. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to go the other route of oversaturation, or saturation, sorry, um, Beer's talking sometimes. Um, <laughs> basically, um, what happened, I think 2008 is probably the best example of this. You had a lot of games come out from September through um, December in 2008. You had stuff like Tales of Asperia, Saints Row 2, um, let's see, Little Big Planet. World at War, Mirror's Edge, Dead Space. Um, when did Gears of War 2? Mm-hmm. You had a lot of these games thrown at once, all high profile, but some of the high profile games that weren't proven yet were shuffled back. Mirror's Edge didn't sell as well as EA hoped. Dead Space didn't sell as well as EA hoped. Why? Because they were thrown in against these larger things like World at War, a Call of Duty game that you knew was going to sell big, Gears of War 2, you knew was going to sell big. So what happens? EA doesn't sell as well, and they have to almost 
look at over this past year, if they're even going to continue this franchise that a lot of people loved, um, whether it was Dead Space or Mirror's Edge. So to me, it's kind of like, hey, we've got this franchise that's brand new IP. Why put it up against these juggernauts when everything's just, there's so much going on at once at this time. Push it back. Let's say, let's leave it for another time. Because look at Bioshock. It came out, what, May, June? And it was, it sold great. It was a huge game. I think the only new IP that's come out recently that sold well, and I'm not going to include Dragon Age Origins here because it's a Bioware game, and we all know how Bioware is um, held standard-wise, so you knew the game was going to sell. But Borderlands was one of the few that actually make it through in an oversaturated time. But that's rare. New IPs rarely do as well as Borderlands do, and I think companies know that now. So you're now watching them push it back. If an IP like Resident Evil 5, it's been a while since the last one, don't just throw it out there in the middle of fall. What Capcom do? They said, no, we're going to put this out in the spring. Did great. Street Fighter 4, it's been forever since we got a true sequel to Street Fighter. They were like, well, we could throw it out in the fall and see how it does, or let's throw it out at the beginning of the year and see what happens. Boom, does great. Bayonetta this year. Did well at the beginning of the year. Darksiders was a sleeper hit at the beginning of this year. Yep. Which, if they released that in the fall, it would have gone fucking nowhere. EA just, and like I said, EA learned from their mistakes. Battlefield Bad Company 2. Are you going to throw that out before Modern Warfare 2 like they were originally going to do? And do the thing where companies are like, well, let's hope we can at least get some sales while people wait for this ne- for the next game. No, they said, we're going to wait and see what happens. And not to bash Modern Warfare 2 a little more, but with all the glitches and hacking and all that that's been going on and the bad press with firing the guys, EA made the better move by waiting because they used all that against Infinity Ward to sell their own product. I mean, instead of trying to do these duels and fights against similar products, they're like, well, some of the companies are like, well, we'll let this one come out and we'll wait to see how they do to see how we push ours. Mm-hmm. And now you're no longer having an oversaturation in the fall, but it's more of all the companies spacing it out. I've bought more games at this point of the year than I did last fall. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's been more oversaturated this year in the spring than it was last year in the fall. So... Easily. Yeah. That's my take. I mean, there's so... I, like I said, I'm working on three reviews right now. With more coming out. Ben? Uh, you know, I, I have to agree with you guys, both of you guys, actually, because if you if you look at it as just, you know, just like a, just a regular casual gamer, right? And, you know, you, you, you generally look for, towards the fall to see what, what major game is going to be coming out. You're not going to expect, you know, the spring, maybe even the summertime, like with Batman Arkham Asylum that came out in August. And just to see where, you know, like, I think they're trying to test the water to see which is a good time throughout the whole year when to release a game. And to be honest with you, as a gamer, it's just, you know, if you think it's a good time anywhere in the calendar year, go for it. I don't see why not. <laughs> 
I mean, in general, yes, fall is a is a good target time because you know it's right before Christmas and whatnot. And like around now, where where spring just hits and whatnot, it's also a good time. But let's just let's not saturate these two times. Let's just spread out the games even further, please, <laughs> so yeah. that we can you know have like a, a constant flow of like great games throughout the whole entire year instead of like oh good games in the fall and let's have like a backlog. Until we're done with it during the winter time, and then once spring's hit, oh, let's have another backlog until like after E3, and then have like the summer of like doing nothing. Yeah, I, so, I, 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 I'm I'm just hoping that they they would maybe spread it out throughout the whole entire year. But I agree because one of the things that's always been weird to me is why more games don't come out. Like, right before spring break, or the spring break period, or the beginning of summer. When I mean, I know, like Brian said, it's now a lot of 30 to 35-year-olds, but there's still a younger demographic. Why aren't games coming out <laughs> when kids get out of college, when kids get out of high school or regular school, and have more time to play? But it's never been that way. Bioshock, I think, Bioshock, Metal Gear Solid 4 did it, and... Somewhat with GTA, it was more April, but kind of pushed it to that right before summertime thing. Where it was like, hey, we're going to put out this big game right before people can actually sit down and take the time to put into these games. I mean, you're almost now with the spring is kind of like the new fall. Look at all the games we've got right now. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Where we'd be sitting right now more often over the years going, well, what's going to happen at the next E3? What's going to be announced? But it's kind of like, I don't hear many people talking about E3 right now because there's so much shit to still play. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, especially with some of the new titles that's going to be coming out before E3. I think, isn't Metroid and other apps should be coming out before then? No, I actually think it might be right after. Is it right after? Yeah, I believe it's right after. Well, you know, you, like, even then, okay, you have a Metroid game that's coming out right after E3, which is like what? That's summertime, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Summertime. So that's that's perfect. You know, that'd be perfect time to you know play a high title, especially a Nintendo game for once, where people are actually excited to play. But you know, there's games that should be coming out that that's coming out generally real soon. That we we're still excited for and whatnot, and like you know, normally right around about now, especially with uh, E3, like you know, a few months away, we'll be talking about uh, what what we're going to be talking about about E3, what we're going to be seeing, and blah 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 around this time. No, we're still talking about game that's that's been out and that's soon going to be coming out instead of just talking about E3. Right. Yeah. Well, here's something interesting. I about the whole thing with E3. I've been like. What are they going to show at E3? <laughs> like, uh, what's going to be announced at E3 that, like, I'm like, there's so much coming out right now. I'm like, what are they going to show that's going to really pique my interest? I, I can't think of many games <laughs> that are going to be like, oh, my God, we've got this. And I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. But it's kind of like, what are yep. you going to do? <laughs> uh, no, you might you probably be waiting for a project at all. <laughs> I mean, what no, are you going to do? Like, Tell me more about Fable 3, 
You're going to tell me Gears of War 3, which everybody's expecting anyway. And even, let's speak of Gears of War 3. That's now slated for a spring 2011 release. That used to be November, October. Mm-hmm. We're putting out a new Gears game. But no, why? Because you have Halo Reach coming out in November, so Microsoft's like, well, we'll push Gears to spring. I mean, talk about brilliant. You have Reach coming out now, and six months later, pretty much, you're going to have another Microsoft-exclusive Gears 3. I mean, that's just... They're looking at the money go cha-ching, 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 cha-ching for a full year cycle. <laughs> I mean, they're finally wisening up to how the industry needs to go with the consumer base they have now. Which is, uh, if they continue to, to do it this way, great. That's great for us because we'll have an entire year of just playing great games. Yeah. Yep. It's the beauty of it. So... Uh, I I hope they continue this route instead of just oh we'll just push it in the fall, and it, I I hope they they stop that trend and then maybe maybe if they continue to you know release high end titles maybe between one high end title and the, to the other maybe we'll pick up something some of the smaller titles that no one really hear, hears about and then you know maybe find a, like a, a, a nice sleeper title or whatnot and then we'd be like you have to pick this up yeah. You know, and oh, stuff like that. So I agree. And one thing you saw this past fall was games just getting pushed back and pushed back. Bayonetta was pushed back. Um, Battlefield Bad Company 2 got pushed back from the fall to the early this year. Um, Alpha Protocol got pushed back. All these games were like, they were like, you know what? A lot of people chalked it up to Modern Warfare 2. But I think a lot of these companies realized, you know what? We're going to make more money just by putting this out later. There's no reason to rush these out right now. And so. I'm, I'm glad some of these titles are waiting, you know, making sure that the games are yeah. done the way that oh. they wanted to, they wanted to be done, so that they're not be like buggy, glitchy, or anything like that. I'm telling you right now, Bayonetta. I would have never picked that up if it had come out in the fall. I had too much to play. And right around the time it came out in January, I was like, you know what? I don't have much to play right now. I'll check out Bayonetta. It was something to do until Mass Effect 2 came out. And I'm so glad I did it. And it wouldn't have happened if it was just like the old times where everything had to be out in the fall. And it just proved that the companies are right in their latest business models. I mean, there's a lot of games like that that I probably wouldn't bother going for if they came out in the fall or around the times there's a bunch of other titles. Like, honestly, spring has become such the new fall that I have Final Fantasy thirteen and I have to listen to you guys talk about it. And because of three other games I really wanted to play and review, that's being pushed back to maybe I'll be able to play it finally next month. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, after packs and everything, I have three games that I, I want to, play and finish. One of them is 13, the other one is Heavy Rain, yeah. and the last one is God of War 3. Yeah. Oh. So. Go ahead. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, normally it's like, you know, one big, you know, one big title, you know, I, I'll I'll play and finish and then wait for the next one, but it's like, like, especially around this time, but now it's like, okay, three high-end titles that's sitting at home and I can't play it yet until after PAX. <laughs> right. So it's 
it, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, and af- even afterwards, there's going to be more games that are coming out in April. I, I don't remember what games are coming out in April, but I'm sure there's be plenty of more, and I'm going to be like, this is crazy, I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Which means well, we're going to need more writers. <laughs> yes. If you know anybody who wants to write, please send them our way. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I was about to say something about the... Uh, sorry. No, that's all right. I was about to say something when Ben and I clashed for a second. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. I got to stop drinking and working so much. What? Oh, well, not okay. drinking, working so much and then drinking, because I'm kind of like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but um, how to do with all the games coming up and all? And I forgot. God dang it! I apologize to the listeners who are sitting here listening to me be an idiot. More than normal. They're used to it. More than normal. <laughs> God damn it! Well, while I think about it, um, I do want to say one thing. A little off topic. Um. As many may know, David Ellis left uh, Four Guys One Up, well, One Up period, and the Four Guys One Up podcast. He's moving on to the Halo team over at Microsoft 343 Industries. Yeah, I saw a lot about that. Yeah. uh... So, I got to say one thing. Listen to the latest Rebel FM with him on there. He is so much unlike himself on the One Up podcast. Where he's kind of proper, doesn't say a lot of controversial shit. He says a lot of fucked up shit to the point where Arthur is bleeping out a lot of what he says. <laughs> like, I was like, I kept hearing beep, beep, beep. And Arthur at one point goes, look, I'm sorry for all these bleeps, but you can blame David <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's funny as shit. Um, oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Um... I mean, we have all this stuff going on with these games. Um, I have a beta. I can't even say what the beta is because somebody supposedly said something on Twitter and got banned from it. So oh, I'm gonna start. Really? Yeah, I'm in a beta right now. Um, <laughs> and I've only been able to play it for like an hour or two because I have just too much other shit going on. So we'll see if I can get some more time in this next week because I think that's all the time I have. We'll see what happens with that. That should be fun and interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, actually, I only have till Wednesday. <laughs> or Tuesday. <laughs> so, so wait, now, wait. When do you guys leave for? Thursday morning. This Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Not too I early can... because we can't check in till 3, so kind of we'll be hitting some rush hour probably. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be flying into Baltimore, or I'll be probably landing in Baltimore Wednesday at around 3.30, okay. somewhere around there, and and then, yeah, then we leave the next day, because I, I fly back to Detroit Tuesday morning. So I'll I thought be it was Detroit. Monday morning, or Monday no, afternoon. No, it's Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I'm going to stab you, because you told me it was Monday evening. <laughs> what? You no. told me you were leaving Monday afternoon. No, I leave Tuesday morning, and I'd be at home around three thirty, four o'clock, and then I fly out the next day. To come back. No, wait, what? To what come are you back? Talking? Oh, you're talking about leaving Vegas? 
Yeah, I'm leaving Vegas on oh. Tuesday. I thought you were talking about leaving Baltimore. No, I Worst no conversation I ever. Sorry. <laughs> this is a conversation that's happened off the podcast, but fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'm not editing this. <laughs> you never, never edit anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I leave Vegas Tuesday Tuesday morning, be in Detroit Tuesday afternoon, and I leave to Baltimore the next day. Yeah. We clear? Alright, we clear. Okay. <laughs> We're good, I swear. Ha ha. Alright. Ha 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 ha. So, uh, rate us and uh, review us on iTunes. Yep. Zoom, Zoom. Marketplace. Yes, please do. Who knows? Maybe I'll. If people keep rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Zoom, I'll start looking around and maybe I'll randomly pick somebody for some free DLC. What up? Content or a free game. See what happens. But you gotta write and review, and we gotta have at least double digits on both. Actual writing, not just people hitting five stars and then leaving. One actual yeah. writing on it. <laughs> yeah, we wanna actually pretend you actually listen. Yeah, I don't care if you fucking make lies and say, this is the best podcast ever! Oh! Or say Mike is the classiest host ever. Okay. Yeah, then we know us, you're lying. But I don't care. You give us five <laughs> stars, that's all that matters. <laughs> and then I will uh give you a game. Just brown those a little, please. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> uh, Are you still drinking over there? Me? Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty big bottle. Um jeez. Oh, I'm trying to see what the size of the bottle is. It's uh one and a half pints. Well, I've been drinking slowly. It's too sweet to drink a lot, and plus it's 21% alcohol. So I've been kind of like just chilling with it. So yeah, rate and review us. Don't forget, um, one thing I hope we can do, Brian Ben, if you could take screenshots of your characters and your MMOs. Oh, yeah. I'd like to post them in the article with this one. So people can see what our characters look like in our MMOs. Cool. Just your main characters, no alts really. So, just pick your main characters, throw them up, take a screenshot. Um, I gotta decide which one's gonna be my main character in Ion, I guess. Because <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so. Alright. Yeah, so we're gonna try to show you guys what we have in each game so you can check us out. Um, so don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Pwned, whatever. Quiglin, Church4252. And I'm G Nitro. Um, you can find Quiglin on Lotro. Server name. Uh, Arkenstone. You can find me as Melchior. M A L C H I O R. Ben. Um, you can find me on the Killjading server in World of Warcraft. Uh, it, his. Was it, was, it, was it him or her? Oh no, it's a him. It's uh Zhang X I A N G. I I I'm drawing a blank. We're like, wait, which one is the female out of the two? And then you're gonna also find me on the uh, the Frostmore Frost was it Frostmore? Or Frost oh. no Frostwolf. Frostwolf? Frostwolf. Yeah, Frostwolf with uh Kotoha. Uh K K O T O H A. Um those are the two characters I have in World of Warcraft. 
Um, I'm not sure if my Star Trek Online character is still up right now. I haven't been able to log on in quite a while, so I'm not sure. <laughs> so, All right. There you go. Well, you can find me on Ion server, main server I'm playing on is Lumiel as Miyuki. Um, Warrior, or I just started up a rogue, Kodoka. Um, so both on the Elio side. Wow is Frostwolf. You can find me on there as Chisame. Um, Alliance in the Portals Guild, as well as on, same name on, uh, Kill Jaden in the, um, Radnerd Guild. Um, what's up, Radnerd Guild? Yeah. Girl. I, Girl, yeah. Can't really remember my perfect world name right now. I'll get you guys that later. Yeah, I can't remember if it's Chisame or what, so I'll have to get that. I just was playing along. I think it's Chisame, but I could be wrong. So but I am playing the Tide something. You can see how much time I've put into this game. <laughs> um Tide Birth or something. Perfect world tide. Tideborn. I knew something with birth. Um, tideborn assassin slash rogue. Anybody who knows me, I always play rogue. <laughs> so. Because he likes to do it from behind. I like to give it from behind. Chicks never know what's coming. <laughs> I. Ah. Uh, <laughs> ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say to that because that's that's, that's wrong on so many. Oh god! Oh my god! That reminds me of my Netflix pick, Lisa Lampanelli. She kind of made fun of rape. <laughs> she was talking about Kobe Bryant. She goes, "That's not rape. That's a good-looking black guy with a job <laughs> and a damn good-paying job. That's not rape. Oh, that's an upgrade." <laughs> I was like, "That's so fucked up." <laughs> that is fucked up. But she's funny shit. Watch it, guys. I'm telling you, she's not politically correct. Okay. Um. Neither am I. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um. So we're gonna get out of here. Hope y'all enjoyed our latest episode. We hope to record next Sunday after our time at PAX. If not, we'll try to do Monday, Tuesday, and get some. Just um, stay tuned because I know we got a lot of stuff coming audio-wise. Yes, we got quite a we. Um, I know some people like the aggro reviews we do. We did. Um, ben and Corey kind of started that. We have a couple more coming, as well as we have something interesting coming from something that recently happened to one of our guys on the site that they were involved in. So, look forward to that. I'm not going to say anything. You will find out when the time comes. But we are out. It's late. We've been going for a bit. And we were glad to be back this week after a week off. So thank you all for listening. This is the AgarCast. I'm Michael with Brian and Ben, and we are out. Peace. Peace. Later. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs>